Welcome to Wine, Food and Travel with me, Mark Millen, on Italian Wine Podcast. Listen in as we journey to some of Italy's most beautiful places in the company of those who know them best, the families who grow grapes and make fabulous wines. Through their stories, we will learn not just about their wines, but also about their ways of life, the local and regional foods and specialities that pair naturally with their wines, and the most beautiful places to visit. We have a wonderful journey of discovery ahead of us, and I hope you will join me. Welcome to Wine, Food and Travel with me, Mark Millen, on Italian Wine Podcast. Today we travel to Sicily to meet my guest, Valeria Perzia, who is on the commercial side of the Consorzio Libera Terra Mediterraneo. Thank you for joining us, Valeria, to tell us about this very important movement and social initiative. How are you today? Really fine, thank you. And thank you for having us in uh, your podcast. Happy to talk with you today. Oh, no, it's a great pleasure to have you with us. And I'm very interested to share the Libera Terra story with our listeners because it's such an important one. First of all, I know you have the Bottega Libera Terra in the heart of Palermo. I visited it, but uh, your actual offices are in the countryside. Tell us a little bit about where you are. The Consortium Libera Terra Mediterraneo gathers the Libera Terra Cooperatives. Libera Terra Cooperatives are nine and uh, are located in four regions in south of Italy, not only in Sicily, in Calabria, in Campania and in Apulia. Actually, our uh, offices of the consortium uh, are in San Giuseppe Iato, that is in the Palermo, but it's inland Sicily, around 40 kilometers far from Palermo, southwest. And um, uh, this area is called Alto Belice Corleonese. Uh, Alto Bel- Belice is the name of a river. Alto because it's the highest the area in which the, the river is born. And the river Belice starts from uh, the, the area where we are, so in uh, San Giuseppe Iato and arrives in uh, Mediterranean Sea, so in the opposite side of Sicily, close to Menfi. So, in uh, Corleonese, because Corleone is the main city in this area. So, the uh, first Libera Terra Cooperative, that is called uh, Placido Rizzotto Libera Terra, was born in this area. It uh, means that uh, uh, the, this cooperative was born in 2001. It was the first Libera Terra Cooperative started from this area. Great. Well, let's let's explain to our listeners exactly what Libera Terra is, how it came about, and a little bit about the history. Okay. Libera Terra is a, is a reality that was born under the impulse of the association Libera around 20 years ago, and today brings together nine social cooperatives and a consortium that is also a social and non-profit cooperative. So the Libera Terra are cooperatives, are social cooperatives and farm cooperatives that manage land and structures confiscated from the organized crimes in Sicily, in Calabria, in Puglia and in Campania. The cultivation of confiscated lands and the production of products, so organic, high-quality products, become, through the experience of Libera Terra, a way to, to stimulate, to push the economic and social change of those territories where we are, where the cooperatives are based. So Libera Terra is a unique reality in the Italian agri-food scenario because we are a group of cooperatives, we, because we work on confiscated lands, and those lands are not the owner of those lands are the, the 
state because they are collective goods, public goods. So the cooperatives uh, manage those lands as a loan for use. This is important. First of all, our work is on not private land. I mean, cooperatives are private subject, okay? But work on collective goods. So this, all of those elements makes our reality so unique. So just to be clear on this, the movement began with the aim of taking back control of lands that had been owned by organized crime, by the mafia, the Camorra, other criminal groups. And a law was actually passed that enables the state to take over the lands and then lease them back to projects that are deemed to be suitable. Uh, under Libera Terra? Uh, the birth of Libera Terra was made possible thanks to the Italian legislation, first of all, to contrast the mafia. And the Italian legislation is based on two pillars. First is the law 1982, that is called Rognoni La Torre, and the second one was the law 1996, that was reached thanks to Libera Association. Because, um, and uh, it's important to to talk about those two steps because first of all the um, one of the main goals that was pursued by the Italian legislator from 80s and first of all in 90s was to weaken the um, uh, criminal organizations attacking their economic assets because it's thanks to their economic assets their what they own the economic power they can have consensus they can have power on the social fabric and they can keep under communities territories resources so the the first law Rognoni la torre in 1982 has introduced two big innovations and in the fight against the mafia so first of all the definition of the mafia type association crimes in the Italian law, in the Italian system of law, that it didn't exist before. This kind of crime, of mafia-type association crimes, that was the first time that was introduced to this kind of crime. I mean, it's a big thing. <laughs> and the second aspect that this law introduced was a range of measures of patrimonial nature as seizure and confiscation to attack the mafia fortune that was accumulated unlawfully. So this first step, first of all, okay, we need to say what is mafia and uh, we need to take away what they own and have accumulated unlawfully. But the main shortcoming of this law was that um, the law didn't provide for um, procedures for the reuse of confiscated property. So in 1995, it was founded the Association Libera. And Libera promoted a popular petition that was signed by more than one million people all over Italy to spur the Italian parliament to pass a law allowing the social reuse of confiscated assets. And the petition leads to the approval of a law, uh, 109, in 1996. So according to this law, the public local administrators, so community municipalities, are the owner of the confiscated assets and can grant the confiscated assets to third parties as organizations, or associations, social cooperatives for the social and productive reuse of the confiscated assets. So thanks to, to, to this second law, of course, the first law, 1982, and the second law, Libera Terra can arrive. We succeed in talking about Libera Terra, in fact, but it was not in immediate. In fact, in um, uh, 2000, as to carry out the application of the law 1996 and uh, 
to show how the reuse of confiscated assets could be a, an opportunity, okay, a big opportunity for the economic development of, of the territories freed from the mafia, Libera promoted the birth of Libera Terra project. Okay, so Libera, Libera Terra, free lands, it's a really positive and hopeful movement that's really gathered strength since this time. Absolutely, yes. In 2001, when the first Libera Terra cooperative was founded by means of public tender notice, named uh, the cooperative is uh, Placido Rizzotto in Sicily, in the Alto Belice Corleonese, so where we are based, was absolutely the first kind, uh, the first experiment, I mean, the first reality of a cooperatives working on, on confiscated assets in Italy. I mean, it was a big, big news. And um, they started, the first cooperative started in working around 100 hectares, just 100 for the first time, cultivated with uh, cereals mostly, and uh, just a small part of vineyards. In fact, in 2002, it was the launch of the first Libera Terra product, that was pasta, followed by many others. In fact, in the next years, starting from 2005 until 2014, other Libera Terra cooperatives were born. And all working under uh, the Consortio Libera Terra Mediterraneo brings together all of these products and produce that are produced in the different cooperatives. Yeah, yeah. Actually, the the consortium was born in 2008, and it's a it's a business tool of Libera Terra because um, it was established by the by the cooperatives because the cooperatives Libera Terra are the are the member of the consortium because uh, the purpose was to bring together the farming activities of each cooperatives. So each cooperatives produce raw materials as cereals, as oranges or olives or tomatoes. It, it depends where the cooperatives are located. So the idea and the, the idea of the consortium is to bring together the farming activities of each cooperatives and valorizing the agricultural production and so processing the raw materials in finished products with the, with the brand of Libera Terra and to face the market in just a single body. Okay, so the organization is this one. Behind, there are nine social cooperatives, farm cooperatives. Farm, because the role is to cultivate the lands organically, okay, producing the raw materials. Then the consortium is focusing on processing the raw materials. But I need to, to underline that the consortium act in order to put together all of the agricultural farming. Okay, so when you, for example, see the Libera Terra Pasta, Libera Terra Pasta is uh, uh, produced thanks to the cereals that comes from all of the cooperatives Libera Terra. Okay, it's not that just one product comes from just one cooperative and another from another. So it's a, a really unique uh, production behind. Then the consortium processes the raw materials because the, the consortium work with third parties, with a pasta factory, with a marmalade factory, and at the end, market the products. And, um, you know, we produce around 70 different food and wine products. So it's important that uh, the, behind there is a, an important coordination, okay? Of course, of course, yeah. Well, let's let's turn to wine as one of those products. I know that the 
Cento Passi project is really the soul of the wine growing soul of Liberaterra. And it starts where where the origins in Sicily of this Liberaterra began, where you are in San Giuseppe Iato in this area. Can you tell us a little bit about it? First of all, where does the name Cento Passi come from? The name Cento Passi is the name of the wine division of Liberaterra that is uh, based in Sicily. As uh, in Liberaterra, there is another wine division that is based in Apulia. And the name is Iso Telarai, so we produce wine in Sicily and in Apulia. As for Sicily, Cento Passi is uh, linked to the name of, uh, of a very famous uh, movie here in, uh, in Italy that tells about the story of Peppino Impastato, that was a young journalist that was killed by the, by the mafia. I mean, it's an important figure here because Peppino Impastato fought against the mafia and against his family that was part of the mafia of the genius where, where he's born and where he used to live. So he created a, a radio that, and through this uh, very important tool, he broadcast the, the, the presence of the mafia and the influence of the mafia and the economic affairs of, of the area. So we decided to use this name to link to this important figure, uh, this important uh, role and uh, brave, uh, uh, brave person. Okay, so yes, it's a very powerful movie. I've seen it and it really does uh, tell the story of the courage of people that, that's, uh, that have fought and stood up against against the mafia. And Alto Bellici Cornlonese were the first cooperative, the Placido Rizzotto cooperative was formed, is actually a very, very an area very well suited to high quality viticulture. So it's a it, it's a good place to be cultivating the native grape varieties of Sicily and producing a, a really impressive range of wines. Yes, it's uh, in an area it's a corner of the Mediterranean region that is characterized by a broad landscape with a highlands, okay, located at very high average altitude, altitude, ranging from 300 meters on the sea level up to 1,000 meters. The highest altitude is the peak of Monte La Pizzuta, that is on 1,300 meters on the sea level. And all of the Centropassi vineyards are, um, are based in this area, so in the Alto Bellice Leonese. We cultivate 70 hectares in organic farming with uh, uh, mostly Sicilian local grapes as uh, Grillo, Catarratto, Nero Davola, Perricone, Nerello Mascalese. Le, the, the hectares of vineyards are farming by three Liberaterra cooperatives. The three Liberaterra cooperatives that are based in the, in the upper Belice Corleonese. So, I mean, we produce around 500,000 bottles and uh, we produce three lines of wines. Uh, uh, lines Placido Rizzotto, that is a blend of local and some international grapes that uh, we um, we found uh, and uh, uh, we go ahead in the cultivation. You know, all of the hectares uh, that are vineyards right now, some of those hectares were already cultivated with vineyards when the cooperative started in working the lands. In other cases, it was the, the decision of the cooperative, considering the kind of soil, the kind of location, to say, okay, in this lens, I think that the best way as to valorize the lands, okay, is to cultivate grapes. So we started in planting or replanting some particular varieties. For example, in um, the highest vineyards that uh, we cultivate is in Portella della Ginestra. And the vineyard is on uh, quite 1,000 meters. It's a... Wow, it's very, very high. Yeah. Spectacular area. And uh, it's just one hectare and a half. And uh, we decided to cultivate at this altitude Nerello Mascalese, 
and Nocera. It was a vineyard planted in um, uh, 2014, so it was not pre-existent, but it's a way to valorize this area. And we said, okay, we are in the Alto Bellice Corleonese, and here it's, it's common to cultivate Nero Davola, Perricone, um, but um, let's try how a variety as Nerello Mascalese, that usually is cultivated and grown in the east part of Sicily, in the Etna, area. Let's talk about our version of Venerello Mascalese in this area that is characterized by this altitude and this kind of soil full of rocks. I mean, it's a charming area, first of all, and then um, it's um, uh, linked to the story of this area because Portella della Ginestra was uh, was the uh, theater of a massacre that was in 1947. Yes, uh, that was a famous outrage, that, that massacre. Yeah. And in fact, All of the main vineyards or the vineyards that produce some of the flagship wines are linked to where the lands were confiscated, in fact, even down to the clans from whom they were confiscated. For example, I particularly like the Catarato from the Terre Rosse di Giabascio, a really expressive, almost floral expression of this great Sicilian native grape variety. And it's... um, It's very interesting to note that that was uh, land confiscated from the uh, the Brusca clan. Uh, so so Liberatera is very clear in making with these wines, uh, letting people know the origins of the lands. That's part of the important message too. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, in uh, in our range of crew wines, so 100% variety coming from uh, one single vineyards, the name of the of the um, the name of the wines is linked uh, to the kind of soil and uh, the name of the area in which the vineyards are located. So the it's kind of uh, kind of identity card but it's, it's important because uh, i mean we exist and we want to valorize the area in which we are so uh, taking the best of this and uh, we do this uh, first of all uh, with an approach that is uh, avoiding a standard approach but uh, have a tailored management of each vineyards uh, focusing on the specific characteristics of each vineyards Uh, during the, the complete year, uh, we put so many high attention on the timing of the harvest and, um, of course, uh, with the organic method, I mean, in, in uh, wine's uh, product, but in each kind of food products, so the idea is absolutely to um, focus on the quality, um, starting from in each aspect of the, um, uh, of the phases, from the agricultural side to the end of the product, so because uh, it's through the uh, through putting it on the market and the selling and the commercialized the, I mean, the best products we can produce is a way to know Libera Terra and it's a way to let our reality be prosperous and uh, Be, and can exist not only today, but have a long perspective. Our Cento uh, Passi proves how far we can get, starting from the reuse of confiscated lands, because, uh, I mean, uh, we, um, uh, we are in the most important uh, international wine markets, uh, London and in New York, Hong Kong, and Cento Passi are appreciated in the most important wines guide, not, not because they come from confiscated lands, because, or they, because their quality. The quality of the products, yeah. Absolutely. This is the most important aspect for us, focusing and uh, all of the efforts is on the quality of the products and uh, so when Centopassi uh, uh, can reach some high point and some high recognitions I mean we are 
proud of this. Of course. And well, quality also is behind, as you're saying, everything that the cooperatives produce. Let's talk about some of the food products that Liberaterra produces and which Liberaterra Meditano is involved in processing and indeed marketing. Yeah, we produce a... Um many kind of products so from pasta, biscuits, uh, bakery products, so legumes, extra virgin olive oil and preserves, marmalades, liquors. We produce the mozzarella di bufala to dairy products um, in, uh, in Campania. One of the cooperative Liberaterra that is based in Campania manages a, a caseificio and uh, we do seasonal fruits and vegetables too. I still have an idea about our range of products. Uh, I think uh, uh, we can focus on one of the most appreciated food products that is our tomato passata. It's a um, tomato sauce made, the name is passata uh, siccagno. Siccagno means um, with no irrigation. It's a kind of tomato that we cultivate with no, with no irrigation. And at the end, uh, the products, uh, the only ingredient that is in the products is just the tomatoes with no kind of adding of salt of extra virgin olive oil because um, the tomato is so concentrated and so salty because of the tomato itself that uh, we don't need to put other ingredients to equilibrate, to changing something. And um, this is one of the most appreciated food products because it's essential. And we succeed in doing this because um, we cultivate this kind of tomato in the... Okay, I go back to the wines because we cultivate this kind of tomato in Alto Bellice Corleonese at the, at the altitude I said for the, um, for the grapes. This means that uh, thanks to the humidity that we have during the nights, we um, not, don't need to put the water no, to irrigation in the, in the tomatoes. And it's an hand harvesting and um, hand harvesting and uh, along harvesting because we harvest when the tomatoes are ready so sometimes the um, the the harvest is from july from august until sometimes october so it's very long harvest but it's important because it's thanks to the perfect raw materials the perfect tomatoes and for its inner characteristics that we can have a passata that is just tomatoes and i know it could be weird because i mean because it's tomato okay but it's so appreciated because uh, there is no no other ingredients and just the tomatoes is the the tomato is the I mean the, the the essential a perfect product so with no that no need other things. That, that sounds absolutely delicious, and I guess you're producing that uh, come una volta the way people used to do at home, uh, and nowadays people don't have time to do this. So you're really returning to the roots of of, of, of both Sicily and Southern Italian cuisine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, this is an essential product, okay, so just tomatoes, but it's true that we, we produce other kind of products that are a uh, most important recipe uh, because they are linked to um, to regional tradition as uh, caponata, okay, that is a recipe with eggplants, so common in Sicily, or the cherry tomatoes that uh, is common in, the, in Apulia. The cooperative in Apulia is based uh, in um, Alto Salento. So uh, we produce there uh, um, the cherry tomatoes uh, with extra virgin olive oil. And uh, so it's, uh, it's a kind of uh, cherry tomatoes mid-dried as it's common in this area. So um, uh, our idea, I mean, is uh, uh, that uh, we have a strong link, very strong link with the, with the territory where we are. And uh, we try to... to um, Talk about this link, uh, working with, um, I mean, uh, in 
through our products, uh, thanks to the names, uh, thanks to the traditional recipe. As uh, I mean, uh, our link to the territory is it's important. And uh, first of all, uh, it's through our work. Uh, it's through Libera Terra, the selling of products and the cultivation of, uh, of, of the lands that we promote a virtuous and sustainable economic system. So based on lawfulness, social justice, marketability, that is alternative to the criminal and the corrupted mafia economic system that was that was already present. So the, the mission is to give back value, okay, dignity and beauty to, to the territories, to these territories where we are that are difficult. But we know that, uh, I mean, uh, we need to um, give value back, okay, to, to territories and to people. Yes, I, I'm, I'm really appreciating the, the strong moral values behind the movement, but I love the way it also expresses itself through the production of simple, honest products like the passata, like pasta, foods that people eat every day, not specialty foods, but which people can really connect to the land directly when they eat. Uh, and I know you, on the website, you've got a lot of regional recipes utilizing the products too. So it's a, it's a very important movement. I'm really glad you've been able to join us today and share the story. You know, it's a very hopeful story out, you know, out of situations that I'm sure at times have seemed hopeless. And so I wish you all the best with the development of Libra Terra. Now, the products are available if people are in Palermo in the Bottega Libra Terra, but also online. Is do you do you ship outside of Italy? Uh, yeah, we can ship outside Italy too. Yeah, yeah, for private and uh, we work with uh, importer and distributors too, depending on the countries. So okay, and I know the wines have uh, have uh, are are exported as well. They're found in markets internationally. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, and the. Um, web address for the Bottega Libera Terra. Is that bottegaliberaterra.it? Yeah, exactly. It's correct. Okay, so people can find out more there. Well, Valeria, it's been a real pleasure talking to you this morning. Thank you very much for joining us. I'm really glad we've been able to share this important story. Thank you. Grazie, Marco. And uh, thank you to you all. And I uh, hope to see you here visiting our area. <laughs> I hope so too. I look forward to meeting you again. Grazie e arrivederci. A presto. A presto. Ciao. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of Wine, Food and Travel with me, Mark Millen, on Italian Wine Podcast. Please remember to like, share and subscribe right here or wherever you get your pods. Likewise, you can visit us at italianwinepodcast.com. Until next time, chin chin. I'm Joy Livingston, and I am the producer of the Italian Wine Podcast. Thank you for listening. We are the only wine podcast that has been doing a daily show since the pandemic began. This is a labor of love, and we are committed to bringing you free content every day. Of course, this takes time and effort, not to mention the cost of equipment, production, and editing. We would be grateful for your donations, suggestions, requests, and ideas. For more information on how to get in touch, go to italianwinepodcast.com.